House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. And joining us on the line is author Steve Hassan, and we're going to be talking about his book called The Cult of Trump. Um, he's a leading ex cult expert, and he explains how the president uses mind control. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Steve. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So, Steve, uh, you've dealt a lot in past with cults and, and uh, working with, with cults. Um, how did you come to write a book that called, you know, The Cult of Trump? Like, how did that come about? Sure. So uh, this is actually my fourth book, um, and I wrote Combating Cult Mind Control in 1988. And that book was 12 years after my own deprogramming out of the moon cult that I was recruited into at Queens College back in 1974. And because of my own cult involvement and then my deprogramming, I became very interested in the psychology of brainwashing and mind control and how did they do this to me and how did I recruit other people into the cult and how to help people get out of destructive cults. And in 1985, I became a mental health professional and I, I started studying hypnosis as well as social psychology. And now you're talking with me 43 years later I, I was approached by my book agent to do the cult of Trump, uh, and I was very concerned about Donald Trump from 2015 onward when he first talked about a total Muslim ban, because at the time I was studying ISIS, which is in the news today because of Baghdadi's uh, assassination or, or, or murder or killing, whatever you want to say. Um, I was studying how they were recruiting people online, and I felt that him making that statement just would would increase the amount of people they could recruit because of the perception that he was against all of Islam. Uh, and and in terms of writing this book, I uh, did an interview um, about this, that I felt that Trump was displaying the stereotypical profile of most destructive cult leaders, that of a, not only a flag flagrant narcissism, but also the antisocial qualities as well, thinking that he's above the law, that he's the greatest person on earth, that person who can never take uh, apologize for making mistakes, who always blames everyone else, who talks about things in terms of all or nothing, good and evil, uh, in and out groups, and that demands total obedience, total loyalty. All of these factors uh, are all very dangerous in any person, but especially in the most powerful office of the world. So, Mind control is a very strong term to you. So when you say Trump is using mind control, what do you mean by, by mind control? Yeah, thanks. So uh, the term that was used with me in 1976 was brainwashing. Uh, another term that was used was thought reform. Another one that was used was coercive persuasion. 
Um, but they all are describing a systematic so psychological and social influence, a series of techniques that basically dismantle critical analytic thinking that instills phobias of, of any questioning the leader, the doctrine, or the group, um, questioning anyone who's critical uh, outside of the group, and that ultimately, with people who are truly um, uh, have the, the the diagnostic statistical manual uh, definition of a dissociative disorder, they have a new a new sense of self that's created in the image of the cult leader. Now, when I describe the the cult of Trump in my book, uh, not everyone is a is a total fanatic who thinks that God is using Trump. Uh, many people voted for Trump uh, because they thought he would in, in, in improve the economy or that he was an outsider. That many people voted for him because they didn't want Hillary Clinton. But what I'm talking about with the cult of Trump are people who are not thinking for themselves anymore, people who are not using their conscience anymore, that they are just blind, fanatical believers and think that only he can solve the problems of America and the world. So do you think that this is something that's unique to Trump, or is it something that we see quite often with political leaders in the U.S.? Oh, I think we see, well, first of all, I feel like the China's leader and the Chinese government is one of the most dangerous, destructive political cults on earth. North Korea is a destructive political cult as well, but it's far less powerful and is more interested in, it seems, in protecting itself than taking over the world. But as far as political leaders in the United States, I mean, anybody can have a narcissistic, you know, uh, streak in their personality. The question is, do they not have a conscience? Do they think they're above the law? Do they have no ability to have empathy? Uh, do they care whether they lie or not? I believe Donald Trump has over 13,000 documented lies since since uh, entering into the office. And again, because he occupies the office of the presidency, he has an outsized uh, impact on on the everything that happens in the world. Yeah, so I can easily buy the case that that Trump is engaging in sort of cult leader-like behavior. I guess what I, where I want to push you on, is it the case that that what his followers are exhibiting is something new? Uh, because it seems to me like partisanship has been around for a long, long time. There are people who are, you know, blind partisans. They support the party no matter what. And it may not be attached around a particular person, but around a party label. And right. I wonder if, if Trump is just finding a, a different method to tap into sort of a, a, a bug in the human system that's, that's just sort of long been there. Oh, absolutely he is. In fact, my book goes in depth back um, many decades and traces uh, the work of Edward Bernays in his 1928 book, Propaganda. He ran the first... Um, presidential election campaign using psychology um, and media. 
Um, but what what we see with today with the digital platforms, with what we see with television, and um, as I write in the book, the concentration of media conglomerates who are more focused on on ratings and money than they are on the public good, where where there where there seems to be a disregard for factual reporting. Uh, and, and fact-checking and apologizing if you get something wrong, where, where people are emotionally being appealed to more than they are being given uh, 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 actual facts to uh, base their opinions on. I, I also believe that, that Donald Trump has been using specific linguistic techniques, like I write about in the book Neuro-Linguistic Programming, where he's... He's creating very powerful, emotionally laden images in people's minds and repeating them over and over and over again. For example, fake news. Fake news shuts down critical thinking and, and shuts down the ability to look at the, actually what are the facts that are being reported. Do they hold up? Is the source credible? It's just a global label or enemy of the people for calling the free press enemy of the people. And again, it comes down to this kind of dependency and obedience, uh, this mindlessness, him saying things, uh, you've heard it many times, well, I could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and people will follow me. People are actually uh, being quoted now in social media. Oh, I'll take a bullet for him or kill anyone for him. And that was the mindset I had as a Mooney, frankly. I would have died on command or killed on command. I was that indoctrinated. So let me ask you, how, how does... So we're talking about Trump's tactics, but how does it happen that somebody falls into a cult or falls into cultish behavior? Because presumably, I mean, Trump is on TV all the time. Everyone is exposed to this, but not everybody is becoming a a Trump cultist. I yeah. mean, what, what, what does it take to sort of fall into this? So uh, right now he's been president for three years. So I, in, in my conversations with people who are Trump supporters, some people were watching him on The Apprentice and were not realizing just how heavily edited the show was to make him sound, seem to be a, a successful business person when in fact he he was never a successful business person he inherited a lot of money and he had a lot of businesses go bankrupt but um, essentially the, the number one technique that cult leaders use or cult recruiters use is deception that they, 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 they tell the person what they think the person is willing to swallow or what they want to hear. Uh, and then they spoon feed them and incrementally start indoctrinating them. Uh, Trump in particular loves to do rallies. I believe he's done over 500 rallies. No president has ever done anything remotely close to that. But these are emotionally powerful experiences of bonding, getting people together, again, wearing the clothing, having the logo, the red hat, of course, which is on the cover of my book, uh, using the language. But 
the, the thing that's so different than when I was in a cult is that people have smartphones. People are wired 24-7 unless they turn off their, the Internet to constant reinforcement and indoctrination. Another thing that's different um, from many years ago is that everyone seems to be chronically sleep-deprived. Um, we, we now know scientifically, medically, that we need seven to nine hours of sleep uh, on the average. And you know if you're sleep-deprived that you wake up and you're not feeling refreshed. Um, and because pe many people are so stressed and they're working a lot of jobs, long hours, it, it really impedes the, the mind's ability to think clearly and analytically. So that's another thing that's going on. But I would say overall, uh, ignorance about how the mind works and how social psychology works and how propaganda and di disinformation works are some of the things that make uh, the average person susceptible to being mind controlled. Is anybody susceptible to this? Or, or you know, so you said the average person. Can it happen to? Uh, can it happen to anyone? Or are there certain markers that we would look for in a person in advance that would tell us that that person is probably prone to being indoctrinated? So there are many different factors. As I've been doing this work for over four decades, but I can say that the average person wants to kind of blame the victim. Oh, you got into a cult because you're stupid, or you got into a cult because you're weak. You got into a cult because you were looking for someone to tell you how to live or what to believe. And that's not the case. People get deceived into uh, thinking that either they're gonna, their life is going to be improved or society is going to be improved or the world is going to be improved. And, and essentially, um, um, it's, it's a step-by-step -step, uh, indoctrination. If someone in close to you dies recently or you go through a divorce or you move to a new city, state or country or you graduate schools, you're going to be more susceptible to somebody new in your life telling you a, a positive, you know, message, kind of love bombing you and such. Um, but I would also say that people who are raised in kind of authoritarian families and religious groups may be more susceptible as well because they're kind of not um, um, heavily encouraged to be independent-minded, but rather to follow rules or follow the Bible in, in a kind of obedient way. Um, I would also say that there are some people who are high hypnotizable. Um, people who are high, highly successful often have a, a strong imaginative ability and a, a strong ability to concentrate. And high hypnotizables, therefore, can be co-opted uh, and made less critically thinking uh, and indoctrinated. So I would say those are a number of the factors that can, can predispose someone. But the number one vulnerability is just ignorance about what is a cult, what is mind control, how does it work, and the realization that most everybody is susceptible at the right time in the right way. So one group that keeps coming to my mind during this conversation is the Lyndon LaRouche group. 
Mm-hmm. And they've been around for a long, long time. But, you know, I see them in the major cities. I don't know how, how well they're going to do now that Lyndon LaRouche has passed away. Right. Um, but they, I often have conversations with them, and they exhibit very much cult-like behavior. You try exactly. to question them or challenge anything they believe, and, and their beliefs are really... You know, as you say, both authoritarian and and sort of very conspiratorial in the sense they think everyone's out to get them. Exactly. So uh, I wrote about Lyndon LaRouche, in fact, comparing him with Donald Trump, along with Jim Jones and Hubbard and Moon and several other cult leaders. In my initial, uh, my first book, Combating Cult Mind Control, I tell the story of Eve Messer, who was an eight-year member of the LaRouche cult and he um, wrote a review of the cult of Trump recently, and he connected it with the BITE model, which is my model for mind control. The B stands for behavior control. The I stands for information control. Then there's thought control and emotional control, B-I-T-E. He goes through the BITE model with LaRouche, and I go through the BITE model and apply it to Trump in my book. So... You know, one thing when we think about when when we think about cults is that you would have this small group meeting somewhere, and um, that they would be getting together often, that they would have some sort of contact with the cult leader directly. But here with Trump, it's it's largely a mediated experience. I mean, on the one hand, you know, he is doing these rallies where people can go see him in person. Um, but most people aren't going to see him in person. Most people are going to see him through the television, on the radio, on the Internet. Exactly. So it, it, is it a different model when it's going through um, no. through the media? No. Well, I mean, the media amplifies and intensifies the influence. But most people never met Moon or Hubbard or LaRouche uh, in person, and uh, each would have their, their way of dispensing the propaganda uh, that members would have to memorize or learn and, and go out and recruit other people. Um, what's so different, I think, today is the fact that we're living in a digital age where, where things are happening 24-7 via Twitter, where, where there are major uh, cable TV shows and, and broadcasting shows and radio shows and religious broadcasting shows that are all doing the Trump policy messaging. And and uh, it's very, very concerning. I might add that I learned in researching this book about um, a concept called fourth-generation warfare, which was a, a term and a, and a strategy developed by an American military strategist, William Lind, in the 1980s. But it's a it's a it's a form of making people confused, overwhelming people, getting people to um, to to not believe in leaders or institutions, to disorient people so that they will accept an authoritarian message. And I truly believe that Russia is doing this warfare on us. Iran is probably doing this on us. China is probably doing this on us. And there are a group of totalist Christian-esque cults that I believe are, are doing it on us because they want uh, to impose their version 
of religion on, on us and undo the separation of church and state and un undermine the Constitution of the United States. So what about groups like the Scientologists or the, um, you know, other sorts of religious groups that go around trying to recruit people actively? Yep. Do those fall into cults? Absolutely. I, I, I was called a SP, which is a loaded term, uh, by Scientology suppressive person back in 1976 when I first started going on television talking about the moon cult. Um, their term for fake news in Scientology is a term they Hubbard created called N-theta, E-N-T-H-E-T-A. Um, and within the, the cult of Scientology, there are um, more extremists like the Sea Org that have to sign a billion-year contract to work for Scientology. And there are also fringe members um, that just take a course here or there, uh, and they are indoctrinated, but not as extremely as the core devotees. So... I might add that Scientology supports Trump, Moon supports Trump, Moon, Samyang Moon died, but his sons support Trump. The Epoch Times is a, is a publication of a cult called Falun Gong, which is a Chinese cult, uh, and they've spent a huge amount of money and have a lot of their followers proselytizing the Trump message as well. So in other words, there are cults in the cult of Trump. And their leaderships are telling their followers basically to do, to support Donald Trump and what he uh, says and does. So I drive home every day down, down US 1 here in Miami, and there's a new Scientology office that opened up, and they're always inviting people in to come and, I guess, play with that joystick or whatever it is and get their reading and then. And then have to buy a book. Neither, yeah. Yeah. When I live in the uh, uh, when I live in London in the summer, they ha also have an office right near my hotel that I stay at, where they're constantly handing out the pamphlets, trying to get people to come in um, and have their personality read. I mean, is there is there some sort of marker for the person who's going to take that initial bait and be like, sure, I'd like to come in? Well, actually, with all of the uh, the exposés about Scientology, and in particular the Leah Remini show with Mike Rinder, who is the former number three man, uh, I'm told that their recruitment is way, way down. There's also a lot of information and in books by former members about Scientology. They have a lot of money, but I don't think they have a lot of people. But from the people that I have... Uh, I am aware who are getting sucked in. They're either being approached through one of their front groups where they'll say to you, if you're a dentist, we can, we can help double your income by using, uh, our methods and our techniques. Um, or it might be an attractive person who's recruiting you and they know that you're single. And so there's that romantic appeal as well. But uh, it is definitely not a cult that's on the uh, on the the road to expansion. It's definitely contracting. In fact, uh, David Miscavige, the current head of Scientology, was recently served with a subpoena 
regarding uh, child abuse cases, uh, sexual abuse cases in Scientology. So if we're going to try to end cult behavior in the U.S., what are the, what are the big things that we can do to combat this? I think the, the number one thing is don't get hung up in the word cult, uh, but think more about unethical influence, unethical psychological influence, unethical social influence, unethical behavior online. And we, we really need to educate everyone how to protect themselves, how to identify false information or propaganda or disinformation. We have to teach people to ask critical questions and don't accept answers just from the recruiter, but go into an independent investigation. Um, I think ultimately people need to understand that it could happen to them and their loved ones and do this preventive education first. And as far as our political polarization in our country, I really believe that, that everyone needs to reach out to each other, especially if they're, they were family members or friends that you had a good relationship with, and, and just say, you know, I miss you, I want to hang out with you, let's not talk politics, you know, let's enjoy each other's company. And then when that relationship is restarted, it's safe to have conversations about things like China and their brainwashing programs or trafficking and how pimps and traffickers use mind control to enslave people. But stay away from anything about Trump or his doctrine or his policies, but educate them about how to identify destructive mind controllers. And with that, it will open up uh, opportunities where you can then watch videos together or movies together. I'll watch one of yours, you watch one of mine, and we'll talk about it. Because ultimately, people want to know what's true, I believe. They don't want to be lied to, manipulated, and exploited. And deep down inside, people don't want to be cut off from people they truly care about. So one thing that that, that that always sort of bothers me is I get a lot of emails from people saying, I have a, a, a son, a brother, a husband um, who's fallen in, and recently yeah, I get emails about this, they've fallen into the QAnon um, belief yes. system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't really have much to say to these people because, you know, cult deprogramming isn't, isn't my specialty. Um, but I, I, one message I always give them is I think the message that you're giving, and that is that you, you can't shut them out. You have to have some compassion for these people. Yeah, and, and get educated and understand, like, for example, I interviewed someone who uh, was at the beginning of the anonymous movement who said he knew the people who started QAnon initially, and it was a goof at first and then they realized they could make a lot of money selling t-shirts and hats and books um, and and then I believe he said that that Russia was t- had taken them over for political um, messaging uh, pretending that this person Q is a high-ranking American intelligence person and that they're going to do an overthrow of the corrupt government 
and, and issue a hundred thousand indictments of all the, the existing criminals. They're going to wipe out all the traffickers. And if, if, if you, if you start with, wow, what a belief system. Tell me more. And let's, let's take this one step at a time. And, um, by the way, Scott Adams, who is a big Trump supporter, did an actual video on YouTube where he tried to debunk QAnon. So that's that's another tool that might be successful in helping people. But um, I've written three books prior to this one on how to talk strategically with people in mind control groups. It's definitely learnable, but it does take time and effort to learn and practice it with people who are involved with these totalist groups. The, the key thing that I want everyone to understand is you don't assault directly the leader, the doctrine, or the group, but you build rapport and trust, and you talk about a different group that they would agree is a brainwashing or a mind control call, and then you'd go into the bite model, and, and you get into the specifics of how to identify such a group, and, 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 and then you back your way into asking questions, including, hey, if you're so confident that in QAnon, um, why not talk to critics and former members? Why not, you know, learn about brainwashing and mind control? Well, Steve, um, now do you have a website or a place people can go to find out more about you? I, I do. I very much have a presence online. Uh, my website is freedomofmind.com. In fact, I have a Cult of Trump page as well as a media page with, with interviews that I've done. Um, and I'm on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Um, uh, but just understand I'm very busy. I'm also in a doctoral program right now, as well as trying to help with some families and, and people who've exited cults. But do know that I have over like 200 free videos up on my YouTube and such. And I have three books and now this new book, The Cult of Trump with uh, Simon and Schuster. Well, fantastic. Uh, we're going to have this all linked to our website as well. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Alan. Have a good day. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.